Welcome to These Are My People, a podcast about finding, building, and engaging your audience. These Are My People asks artists and entrepreneurs to share their stories, strategies, and what they've learned on the road to reaching their true fans. These Are My People is a podcast produced by Smart House Creative, a marketing and digital strategy agency in Seattle, Washington. Welcome to These Are My People. I'm here with Larry Mizell Jr., who has been a longtime fixture of the music community in Seattle. Um, he is, in his own words, a tireless advocate for Seattle's diverse and talent-rich hip-hop scene and local music in general. Larry is the author of the weekly hip-hop column, My Philosophy for the Stranger. He hosts Street Sounds, a hip-hop radio show every Sunday night on KEXP. He's an MC himself, and within the past year, the digital media media specialist for the Office of Arts and Culture. Welcome to the podcast. Thank Larry. you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Will you tell us a little bit more about yourself, your relationship to Seattle, your relationship to the art scene generally? Yeah. I've lived in Seattle for 25 years. I think I moved here the, um, the day that the Teen Spirit single dropped, and I kind of just watched musically at first and then totally absorbed just the frenzy that happened around music and it was really interesting to me because I've always been around music but kind of following Seattle Rock City blowing up via The Rocket and The Stranger even reading The Flavor to kind of get an idea of what was going on in the hip hop scene Um, so I was always just taken with the writing and the art and music here though I admittedly like visual art and stuff beyond music I'm pretty new to getting into and I'm very blessed to have started working for the Office Arts and Culture but also to have friends like Megara and Makoyo and honestly all of the Constellation have helped me look at visual arts in a way that I just didn't I can't say had access to but just didn't have context to really check it out didn't seem like it was for me but uh, so much and the more I, I, I am around it the more I'm blown away I am and the more possibilities for changing shit I don't like that we don't like about this place is possible or you can envision it via art you know and that's powerful um, so yeah I'm around <laughs> I try to help I guess I came up with this terrible hip hop joke last night when I, was, when I was when I was trying to write your bio, you're a modern day Renaissance man. Then obviously, to me, say you're not a Renaissance man. You're a Renaissance man. That's pretty bad. <laughs> that's pretty, pretty bad. good. Well, that's good. That is good. That's good. You're remiss if I didn't share it. No, I like that. That's good. That's some literacy right there. A lot of people would not pick up on that at all. Be like, he paused. Wait, did he mean to say the N word? <laughs> like they'd go somewhere else with it instantly. Um, you know, I feel like that label applied to people doing some really incredible stuff. I feel like I'm a Renaissance middleman or something. You know what I mean? Which isn't as uh, cool. But I feel blessed to be able to make my living being around stuff that I love and being around 
artist like, like I have been my whole life. So that's that's a real blessing. Yeah. And doing stuff like writing for the stranger, I've read the stranger since I was a kid, and listening to his street sounds and some incarnations since I was a kid. So it's a it's a blessing to be part of it. Sure. Yeah. That's a good segue into the first question, which sure. is you know, the podcast is primarily about discovering, connecting with, and cultivating an audience. Mm-hmm. Um, so as you were affected by KCM News, that right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, KXP is now a platform that you utilize. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the first time that you were conscious of the fact that you had an audience? It's hard to pinpoint that. Um, I guess I became aware of that fairly soon after I started writing for The Stranger in my 2004. Just because people would tell me, like my peers from the hip hop scene, be like, you know, that was dope, or thanks for the write up, or that's you? Like, you're doing that? Wow, okay. And I was like, okay, you know, people read this. I knew that, but it was like, oh, reconciling that with my, how I was spending my time. It was like, I did that. I'm not sure how I've cultivated an audience beyond being in the right place at the right time, Um, being willing and open, saying yes. Um, But it's, it's, it's changed my life. For sure, I don't know what I would be doing mm. if I didn't try to use creativity. And you know, I'd probably be selling fucking real estate or something. That's what that's like the kind of shit I used to do is like sales and stuff like that. Really like heart deadening kind of things, but it was still using like some of those instincts. Social and connecting, you know, on some level. Yeah, right. But uh, I was conscious of how that was like killing me, so it was really it felt really blessed to find a, a means to do it. And I never thought about it. I was never like, oh, I should write or whatever, making music. Even though literally I was like always writing in school, doing great at it, and had been around music since I was before I was born. So I don't know why it didn't occur to me. What was the process of getting hooked up with The Stranger? I was reading a, um, a local message board, cspot.com. They're a message board, mostly built about local hip-hop stuff. And uh, there used to be a publication called The Tablet, which was like a newspaper, later became a magazine. And there at EIC, uh, Dan Halligan posted something about looking for somebody to write a regular column and somebody to write a show previews and CD reviews and it was like we'll get into shows free and we'll get free music and I was like yeah that's what I was thinking about and I'm like I ache to write it was like I'm paying for shows and I'm sick of paying 15 bucks for CDs and I'm deep into the local music in general so I want to know more so I, I met him interviewed and I got the job doing like the, the CD reviews and stuff and that had vacated because uh, Sam Chesnow who used to do it had moved on to The Stranger to write their hip hop column so I did that at Tablet for a while and then Sam left The Stranger to do like tour management stuff and uh, I applied I didn't think I would get it because I knew a lot of like well regarded people from the hip hop scene were going for it but 
they like me. They like my voice. The sample I sent them. Charles Mudede recognized my name from all the times I email him to tell him <laughs> how wrong he was about something he wrote about hip hop. And uh, yeah, so I got that, and, and you know, and that led to everything else. Yeah. So the title of the podcast, these are my people. Yeah. Just a reference to the process of knowing and then connecting with your audience. Mm-hmm. Who are your people? Hmm. And what has been the best way that you've discovered to reach them? Audience-wise, my people, I'm not sure. It's like everybody with ears and open ears and heart, you know. I think about my people as a person, and maybe the answer's a little different. It's people who relate to my experience personally more. I can just, like, have an ease of understanding about the world and everything with. Like, everybody we're talking about from the Constellation, coming around them, I felt very strong about the values of my people. I love these people. We understand each other without having to say a lot at all and understand the world in a similar way. When it comes to like audience, I want everybody to understand. I want everybody to hear it. I've always felt like I'm this bridge guy. I'm always the bridge builder person. I wish I was like a lot of my friends who are like, no, fuck that. You You don't get to understand what I'm doing. It's some real lofty, ill shit. And I've always been like, well, I'm trying to bring people across. I want everybody to understand. I want everybody to get along. I've always been like that. I can't help it. It's my nature. So I'm going to live it, you know? So I want everybody to come to it and understand it. And I have been amazed by what that looks like. I'll have, you know, everybody from the young black kids who... I was once listening to this show, being like, holy shit, you played the new Kodak Black, that's so hot, like, that's filthy, or you played my song to the white grandmother, who's like, I read your column every week, I don't know what you're saying half the time, but I really like your writing, and it made me think about this stuff in a different way or something, it blows me away, people are always telling me stuff like this, and um, so whoever is within earshot I, I, are my people when it comes to, to that because that's not me that's my curatorial sense or whatever for a world of music and experience I want everybody to understand you know and I'm always blown away by the variety of people that tell me that they've been affected by it or they understand it or they they are regular uh, imbibers of whatever it is, you know, whether it's prints or radio or, or come out to shows, I'd be like, you're here? Yeah, I'm always here, you know? Wow, okay, say that. It means a lot. You know, try to be universal. Music is universal. And that's what I'm dedicated in my life to, you know. Music is the only thing I can think of that is like that beyond like food or I don't know, sex, you know, shit like that. It's up to everybody does. Every culture it does has their own take on it. And it's infinite. You never hear it all. It's everywhere. It's been made forever. That's incredible. That's it's a universe of stuff. It's like I start going off on that. It's like church to me. That is, it's the closest thing to it. 
But yeah, I want everybody to come in, you know? When promoting your project, it can sometimes feel like you're shouting into the void and nobody's listening. Smart House Creative is here to help. Visit smarthousecreative.com to learn more and get started today. That way, the next time you're shouting into that void, we'll make sure people are listening. talk a little bit about your role as the digital media specialist. Yes. Um, tell us what it is and then how that differs from your other roles in life. Yeah. One, I mean, I'm so stoked on our digital work at Arts because they're such a cool team of people. Wow. I never envisioned myself working for the government, but everybody that they've got there is really dope and uh, it's just an honor to be around them and, 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 and see the kind of lens that they bring to these civic art projects and had a lot of conversations I wouldn't think I'd ever have even at the jobs I've got with these progressive media bastions and progressive lefty Seattle I wouldn't think to hear about or I wouldn't have thought that I'd hear somebody being like we need a lens of equity and make sure that we patronize businesses that are women and POC owned and run and shit like that just all throughout it's not perfect but so there's that uh, I love it the actual job digital media specialist I do their social media try to think about how to prove it, try to give it a voice. Also, I, I've been kind of informally, not tasked, but I've been identified as somebody who brings like some fun, some levity, and some joy to the office, because that's gotta be a part of our practice. We have all these like trainings and, and meetings with, with, with some wonderful people that tell us, you know, what it is that we, how we function, how we can best function and stuff like that. So when things like that are brought forth, I feel very valued and they, they value my whole self being there. I don't have to like be buttoned up and .gov Larry. They want the same dude that, you know, Randy, the, 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 the head of arts, he's been aware of everything I've been doing. And he was like, that guy would be great at this. And he came in and got me. And I was like, wow, really? That's what's up. Especially because I was looking for one job. So I do the social media stuff, I do some design stuff, whatever needs to happen. I'm kind of a kind of switch in for whatever. Um, I'm on the communications team, so I'm part of the conversation about communications, which is awesome. I, I love to, to watch that process. You know, it's related to stuff I've done. I've run social media for artists and PR for artists. Part of my philosophy for a long time was just PR for Seattle hip hop. Seattle hip hop is really good, you guys. I swear, <laughs> I promise. It's yours. Yeah. Check it out. You know, getting a glimpse into all the stuff going on in the art world of Seattle and all that it's, all the growth that's happening. It's, it's really interesting. And it gasses me up. You're like, there's more to. There's more to know about. There's more to get excited about. There's more to learn about. 
because I've definitely gotten to points where I'm like, not like I know everything, but just like, I've seen this, I've seen it over and over, but, you know, there's so much, and I can tell, I feel like there's a tone and there's a, everything that's changing in Seattle. We're living in a different city than we were five years ago. Culturally, everything is changing, so there's pushback to it. Sure. There's, there's, it's a tug of wars, so it's interesting to watch. And I feel uniquely positioned, and I feel like lucky to be there. And I feel like it's important that I throw in my two cents, however the fuck it is I'm doing it. And that is part of why they wanted me there. Sure. So yeah, I feel lucky. Do you think about audience differently there than sure. you do? Sure. Yeah. Other venues. I mean, to a degree, I think about it universally for sure. But I'm not playing hip hop. I'm not talking about hip hop. I'm talking about art and things that are happening in the city on behalf of a city agency, tax-funded city department. So how I do it is a little different, but. Again, I'm trying to reach everybody, and I'm I'm trying to pull in my audience that I've already got, whoever that is, who I just think of as like my friends, the people I know and see and have been knowing and seeing for a decade plus, and everybody who is listening or reading or whatever, bring them all into what I'm doing and help them feel as connected to this world, and know that they're not isolated from it just because they're playing this venue on a Tuesday night or whatever like they're, they're part of a tapestry of art in this place one of the most interesting cities to be in in the US this microcosm you know that they're part of what we need to keep this shit together not just go in a total <laughs> robo city mode uh, last question mm-hmm. what are you particularly excited about right now whether that's your own project project uh, the arts is doing project out there in Seattle right now what are you excited about arts is moving into King Street Station we're undergoing this huge process of outreach they're setting up talks and meetings with all these local fanny groups we have these public meetings where people come in and think and talk about what they would like to see there talk to the area itself what do you want to see what would be the best public benefit and the idea of our office being in the upper floors of King Street Station and there being a place to actually program arts stuff and it being a real hub and this same kind of hub that it was in the like turn of the century but in a different way for something that's so necessary for the city's soul social health it started out as just like this might happen to it's going and it's rolling and I can't wait to see what that looks like I'm excited about where KXP is and everything that that's that can be uh, that place is incredible but it's we're just getting started there and it's like that place is a part of Seattle Center so you got the Vera there you got the EMP there it's Seattle Center itself there could be like that Seattle Center could turn into something or something else it feels like Pride must have been one of the most vibrant mm-hmm. events that's happened in Seattle Center in yeah. 10 years. For sure. You know? For sure. Yeah. There's so much possibility. All these organizations doing stuff. Um, I just love seeing that table set. 
opportunity not missed. You know, I feel like there've been so many missed opportunities, connections that could have been made, things that could have happened. But now it seems like things are clicking a little bit better. There's more resources, more people being invited to the table to talk and think about these things. Feels like we're in a good place. Yeah. I don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. But I'm looking forward to seeing that. Yeah. But I'm excited for developments in places like Tacoma. Some of my favorite hip-hop in the Northwest is coming out of there, and it's totally free of a lot of uh, the kind of, I don't even know, some of the shit I hate about some modes of expression common to Seattle. Tacoma's just raw. Yeah. Tacoma's a different kind of character. Just a slightly tweaked character, you know what I mean? So I like the shit coming out of there, the stuff coming out of Portland. I mean, up and down I-5. I'm looking forward to more and more opportunity and more resources. I just hope it gets around, you know? So I hope I can figure into that. And I pray that I don't just end up being another person that helps sequester it away for a few. I don't want that. I refuse to let that happen. I can't. So. Don't even entertain that. Can't. There's no, there's no, yeah, there's no chance. There's no check there for me, you know. I don't think that's the, the, that's not the the motion, that's not the direction of the future. That's not the direction of this time to me. I think there are forces that want that. But I think everything broken down, good and bad, is, is the way of things right now. So I'm all for it. I'm here to serve that, be an agent of that. Great, Larry. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for joining me. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, people can find me every Sunday on KEXP ninety point three FM Seattle. Uh, KEXP.org. Every Sunday six to nine PM on Street Sounds. They can find me every week, mostly unless I feel like taking a break arbitrarily uh, in the Stranger, my philosophy column. You can find me on Twitter. Larry Myself Jr. is like my straight-laced account. And like LAR206, Lair206, not LAR, for Christ's sakes. <laughs> Stop calling me LAR. That's my own fault. Um, LAR206 on Twitter if you want to holler at me. But I don't like to talk a lot on Twitter. <laughs> uh, but you can just find me in the street, I guess. If you recognize me, say hi. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, wait, wait, yeah, wait, yeah, yeah. wait. And every Wednesday, every Wednesday at Havana, me and Stas do cooling. We spend every Wednesday at Havana. Every last Saturday, me and my boy Matson do bad rap at Speckled and Drake. And I don't know, probably some more shit. Yeah. You're around. I'm around. These Are My People is a podcast produced by Smart House Creative, a marketing and digital strategy agency in Seattle, Washington.